and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 232, Remembering When God Spoke. This will be our third and final look at 2 Samuel 23, 1-7. Never in my wildest dreams, when we came to 2 Samuel 23, in a section that's usually entitled something like David's Last Words, did I think that we would possibly spend more than one week on verses 1 through 7. I should know by now that the Lord is going to surprise me more often than not. When I first read those scriptures, which I've read before, I've taught on them before, I wasn't exactly sure what we would pull from them. I know what we're going to pull out of the next section, but as for these first seven verses, I really didn't know. And if you had asked me four weeks ago, would I teach three times on 23, 1 through 7, I would have been a bit dumbfounded thinking, I surely doubt it. I don't know what we would talk about. And here we are on lesson three out of this. Another thing for me that is very encouraging is we're talking today about God's voice and God speaking. And when we began this three-part mini-series, I didn't have a voice. If you go back and listen to it, you will know that because what was that? It was like seven-ish minutes. I have never recorded a seven-ish minute podcast since we've been doing this. But I was just trying to get out and get off of the microphone before I had a coughing fit. And then last week, I was better, but I still didn't have a full voice. And then this week, I had the privilege, and I'm getting choked up, but this plays in with our lesson as well. I had the privilege of uh, acting as a hospice chaplain. That's one of the titles that I carry. But I don't get to fulfill that role very often. And I was filling in for somebody, and I was sitting beside someone, and I began to sing. And I have been sick for months, and my voice has been just compromised as an understatement. And and I worked very hard to get as little air on my throat because every time I would get air down there, then I would start coughing. So I haven't sung. I haven't sung in worship. I haven't. And sitting beside that patient and singing Amazing Grace. I've been overwhelmed at other times singing that particular song. But in the midst of that, I was spontaneously praising the Lord from the depths of my heart that I was able to sing his praises again. Sometimes we take things for granted. 
You know, I've been able to sing ever since I was a little kid. And COVID took away some of my voice. I've never recovered totally. But then going now almost three months with a severely compromised voice and really wondering if I would ever be able to sing again. I'm just overwhelmed at the grace of God. In my personal quiet time, I'm in the book of Luke. I've just started back in the book of Luke. I went through Luke and Acts, and now I'm at the beginning of Luke. And when Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, you may remember the story, he was rendered speechless because of his lack of faith when the angel Gabriel came and told him that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a son that was going to be the forerunner of the Messiah. And Zechariah just, did, just didn't believe him. And for the next nine months, Zechariah was speechless. And as soon as the Lord loosed his tongue, when Zechariah was faithful to write to the people there that the son's name would be John and not Zechariah Jr., so to speak. The first thing that Zechariah did was spontaneous praise. Praise just came flowing out of his mouth. And that's how I felt, at least a taste of that, on Monday of this week. And this ties in with what we're talking about today because... As we look at 2 Samuel 23, 1 through 7, we're specifically looking more at really 2 through 7, but 2 and 3 specifically. We're talking not only about when God speaks to us, but when God speaks through us. The fact that we as human beings, as flawed human beings, as sinful human beings, are spoken to by the God of the universe, the righteous, pure God of the universe chooses to speak to us. And not only does he choose to speak to us, but to me, even more incredible is he chooses to speak through us. He chooses to use you and I as mouthpieces. And King David is coming to the end of his life. It's kind of interesting. I look at commentaries and, and I need to look at commentaries because there are people who are more learned than I and that have studied scripture much more deeply and sometimes specific books that's their specialty. They, you know, and they, they know that book very well. And, and I get so much background out, out of it. But one comment really threw me. And I'm looking at it on my screen right now. And it it's saying that the, the phrase last words need not be understood in the sense of the last words David spoke during his lifetime, but is doubtless used 
in a way analogous to last will and testament or the like, I that doesn't make sense in my opinion as we read through these verses one more time. Unless the version of a last will and testament during King David's time was very different than our time now, these sound more to me like David and his reflection on his life. So 2 Samuel 23, 1-7, the first week, we just used the very first phrase. These are the last words of David. And whether you look at it from the NLT, which is what I usually read from, or the ESV, which is more of a literal, literal translation, says the same thing. Now, these are the last words of David, so you can't change that. So here we go. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. And we looked at that section last week of just how we see ourselves. And I encouraged you to see yourself as the Lord sees you. And then now we come to two through seven, but especially two and three. The spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, the one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of the morning at sunrise, like a morning without clouds, like the gleaming of the sun on new grass after rain. Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away, for they tear the hand that touches them. One must use iron tools to chop them down. They will be totally consumed by fire. So do you see what I mean? That like, if that's a last will and testament, it is very different than what you or I would do in this modern age. Sounds to me like words of reflection, words of thankfulness, of the fact that the Lord has spoken through him, that the Lord has spoken to him, that the Lord has promised him that God is going to do something incredible through the line of David. David has a unique story, different than anyone in the fact that the Lord told him that he was making an everlasting covenant. And as we know, through that line came the Messiah. Even though David did not do it right every day, and even though David is not the model of uh, the best, he didn't get the best father award. Uh, absolutely not. He was a man after God's own heart. And, uh, one of the benefits to the scriptures about the life of David, God chose to show us the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we see David, this man after God's own heart, who was messed up. One day he's 
focused on the Lord as his defender. Like I've been reading a lot of the Psalms lately and very much enjoying them and praying through them. And so many of the ones that I've been reading were written by David. And you see his ups and downs. You see him where he just knows that God is going to deliver him. God's going to defend him from all his enemies. And then you see moments where he's just like throwing his hands up, like, God, where are you? And then so many times there's a shift, though, in the middle. And he gets to that, but God is going to deliver me. Those those mindset shifts. You can just imagine what David's going through in, in his last days. As he looks back on his life and no doubt, as we will see next week, he thinks about the people that have come across his path and how he has treated them and how and what they've done for him as well. I mean, we're going to see some extraordinary, extraordinary uh, feats that were done. We will see some extraordinary kindnesses that were done. But in this section this week, it's not about what others did. It's not about what David did for others. It's about his relationship with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and the fact that God's Spirit has spoken through him, and God's Spirit has spoken to him. And it sent me to a passage of Scripture that is David's descendant speaking. It's one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. And even though I only put three of the verses in the show notes and on the graphic, I want to read a little bit more than that. Because it's God's Word. And I just have this feeling that although we're focusing on the intimacy of the Lord's voice and the privilege of hearing it, I think part of the Good Shepherd focus of who Jesus is, I think some of you need to be reminded of that. You not only need to be reminded that the Lord speaks, and with that he speaks and will give you wisdom, but that the Lord will speak through you if you are willing. He can speak through you to the lives of others. John 10. Let's just see how far we go with this. But I know I want you to focus on his voice. John 10. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money. He doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. And there will be one flock with one shepherd. Let's stop there. Have you been listening for the Lord's voice? Or have you been seeking wisdom? understanding more through human contact. It was something I was listening to Caleb the other day and they were talking about they were having listeners call in something to do with changes that they wanted to make when it came to spiritual goals, that was it. And uh, this one lady called in and said her spiritual goal is that when something comes up that bothers her, then instead of doing what she's done before and phoning a friend, so to speak, that she'll turn to the Lord, the one who already knows, the one who knows her best, the one who knows the situation, every nuance, the one who can give her true perspective, the one who can give her wisdom. And that's my encouragement to you, is first and foremost to, to clear away anything in your life that is drowning out the still small voice of the shepherd. It may be that you just need to sit. No technology. No music. Just sit. And listen for his still small voice. Then feel his comfort. Feel his peace that passes all understanding. And then also, 
being open to the possibility of the Lord speaking through you. God sometimes speaks directly to us in our spirit. He speaks often through his word, if we will focus on it and hunger for it and dive into it. He speaks through circumstances, but he also speaks through others. And just imagine the divine privilege that you have. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that you could be a conduit for the Lord speaking a word to another. And I know that I've had that privilege probably more times than I even realize it, but sometimes it just is a bit not scary. It's not scary, but I just get overwhelmed when something comes flying out of my mouth and there's no way I know the circumstances. Absolutely no way. But I just spit out what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart and I see the reaction in somebody else's eyes and I'm like, whoop, yep, that was from God. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. What an incredible privilege that is. So our weekly assignment feature is reflect upon the times in your life when you've heard God speak and or when God spoke through you. And then take some time to listen for his voice. It may be a long time since you've really sat without other noises. And to really sit and soak in through his word what he speaks, what he wants to speak to your heart, to your mind, how he wants to guide you, and how he may want to speak through you to another. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm trusting that the Lord has used me and my new voice as a conduit today of his voice to you. You know, there are many, many unique things about doing a podcast. But one of the greatest challenges early on was the whole idea of speaking to an audience that you cannot see. I really like speaking to groups, and I love interacting with the crowd. I love seeing their faces. I love kind of playing with the audience. I love kind of taking them on a journey, and you can watch the expressions. You can't do that with podcasts, and it's okay. Uh, but it's one of those things where I am a conduit for God's voice. If I'm where I need to be with the Lord. And I may never know this side of heaven, what the Lord has spoken through me and who he was speaking to. I'm just trusting that if he tells me to turn this podcast mic on, that there's somebody who needs to hear from him, either directly from scripture or just 
something in the reflection. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this with others. It is free for you to listen to and it's free for you to share with others. There's information down in the show notes at the very bottom of the show notes. You can see a QR code where you can scan it. It will take you to my Podbean site where you can get all 232 episodes. The the rough, rough, rough ones of the beginning, even though I have to admit that I've got a sentimental attachment to them before any music was placed there, before I had even a little bit of a clue. But my heart was in the right place, so that I'll I'll take it. It may be rough, but I know I know why I began this podcast, and I know where I was emotionally at that time. And, oh, the journey that the Lord and I have taken over the last few years from episode one about stepping into the water to now 232 about remembering when God spoke. I remember when God spoke to me at that very time. And I remember how comforting his voice was. And I remember how he led me to this place of starting this podcast when I did not have enough money to even pay for one month of Podbean. And I got like six hours free and I began the journey. And all this time, all these years, I still do not know all that the Lord may have done in the hearts and the lives of those that have listened. But I can reflect, just like David did, on all the Lord has done in my heart from that day till now. And I raise my hands and I thank Him. I praise Him for who He is. And I thank Him for all He has done for me. And I pray that he will speak to you, that you will be open, that God will open up your spiritual eyes and ears, that you will hear him clearly. You will feel his love. You will know that he truly is your good shepherd. He knows what's best and he wants to guide you. And he's willing to use you to help guide others safely home. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.